The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It's the Week 12 Best Bets show. A weird week. It's Thanksgiving week. Everyone's like, oh. I mean, look, I love, everyone loves Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving's a lot less fun when you, one, have to drive around you know, multiple states or multiple cities in one state, or if you have to record NFL content. Because, you know, of how the schedule works. Joining me to break it down, Pete Prisco and R.J. White. What's up, boys? By the way, uh, you know, when I used to travel for Thanksgiving, I always used to see the whole family with 18 kids or whatever piling onto the plane. I'd say, isn't it a lot easier to fly granny to the family than the family to granny? I mean, really, when you think about it, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, Thanksgiving was the only uh, was the only holiday. That was when we would drive all the way down to Jacksonville, Florida, you, 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 where you used to live. You're, you're old stomping grounds. We used to drive down to Jacksonville every year with my whole family. I, and Bob Brinson, you, you, buddy, you better. We're out the door at five thirty a.m. And if you're not ready, you're you're riding in your PJs. Pal. I Aren't almost would have wished when you came to Jacksonville, I would have been invited to a Brunson family Thanksgiving. <laughs> There's actually oh, golf Oysters, oysters early. One, one year, Brinson doesn't wake up at five thirty and gets uh, forgotten, and then it's Home Alone four at the Brinson estate with all the. Uh, the- <laughs> oh man, I know, I know, I know. Mm-hmm. I wish I know. I would like beg for Home Alone situations, and they just nah, nah. You're staying. You're coming. You're coming with. Pick pick his little tail up and throw him in the car he's coming to jacksonville with us i love going to jacksonville anywho uh let's dive into these best bets uh actually we'll recap we can have it real quick rj three two and one i went two and four boo pete four two and one no, you guys are hot of the year i'm bad in the year i don't think i had a tie did i did i put an extra game in i thought i was four and two i'll take a tie okay i'll take a tie i thought i only had six games but maybe i had a tie Speaking of people who are going to Jacksonville for Thanksgiving weekend, the Ravens are going to Jacksonville for Thanksgiving weekend. Actually, fun fact, the first NFL game I ever went to was my grandfather, RIP, Daddy Pat, 
took me to a Jacksonville Jaguars game over, I think it was Thanksgiving weekend, or maybe it was later in the year. But regardless, he was an OG original Jacksonville Jaguars season ticket holder. Most of my family thinks Pete Prisco is a despicable human being because they all grew up in Jacksonville reading your columns about the Jaguars. I'm just kidding. They think you're great, Pete. Uh, Ravens are minus four on the road in Jacksonville. Pete, your thoughts here. Look, Jacksonville's coming off a bye. The Ravens did nothing on offense last week. Um, I don't think they're going to go up and down the field in this one. I think Jacksonville's going to hang around. Trevor Lawrence played well the last two weeks. Um, I think he's he's figured out some things. Uh, they don't rush the pass that well, but you don't really have to do that against the Ravens. I think you got to be stout against the run. Uh, so I'm going to take Jacksonville plus the points as one of my best bets. I think they hang around in the game. They don't win it, but they'll be right there. The Ravens defense continuing to rise toward elite status. I'm not worried about their offensive last week. Jacksonville, two weeks to prepare, worries me, but I don't think the offense has success in this matchup against what's becoming a very good Ravens defense. Jacksonville has allowed 20-plus points in five straight, despite facing Indy, the Giants, the Broncos, the Raiders during that stretch. I lean on Baltimore at this number, but I think their defense keeps this one under, so I'm more apt to play the under. It was 45-and-a-half early in the week. Really liked it there. Now it's it's been going down, so so it's 43-and-a-half as we're looking at it right now. It's just a lean there. Yeah, I, I think the under is a pretty good look. I'm going to have the Jag- I mean, excuse me, I remember the Ravens is the best bet. Uh, I'm probably a sucker for this because it's you know, laying four on the road on a holiday weekend. Again, like I've been the lazy person down in Jacksonville on Thanksgiving weekend. Maybe tough to get up in that spot. Jaguars are off a bye. You have a Doug Peterson who's an Andy Reid disciple off the bye. I don't know how much weight we actually put into that. Um, but I think, I think, man, you start to see sort of like the Ravens kind of sleepwalk through that Panthers game. And there's a little bit maybe of a wake up call, a realization that, hey, you know, you know, the Bengals are, the Bengals are creeping. You can win. You know, this division is yours for the taking if you want to go get it. Um, I think they come out kind of hot against Jacksonville. And to, to RJ's point about the defense, the Ravens' defense is starting to become a strength of theirs. And it was a major, major weakness the first few weeks of the season. It's a totally different team. Um, if you can find some good numbers on the Ravens to, to win the Super Bowl, um, I'm trying to think what they were last. What are they? I, I was looking at it last night because your our 49ers, RJ, now six uh, less under seven to one to win the Super Bowl. Baltimore at 13 to one to win the Super Bowl. I don't hate six to one to win the. Conference is a little little short, uh, but um, I'll take the Ravens as a best bet for me. Next up, Saints at the aforementioned our 49ers. Niners coming. Oh, this line's already moved up to nine. We have it. We're, we're taking it eight and a half. Um, full disclosure, we record this show a little bit earlier than normal. Excuse me. It's Thanksgiving week. So uh, be prepared to uh, watch those lines. Niners coming off a just an absolutely dominant win, Pete, on Monday Night Football. They they flexed on a bad Cardinals team, but you know if Jimmy G, if Jimmy Garoppolo is playing the way he's playing the last two and a half, two three weeks, man, the Niners look like a really good team. They have they are like they are like the uh, epitome of um, the the original Batman with Michael you know Michael Keaton, where he's like, where does he get those wonderful toys? Kyle Shannon is loaded with weapons. Total here, 43. Your thoughts? I think this number's too bloated for me. Uh, I'm going to take the Saints as a best bet. I think their defense uh, will keep them in the game. I know they haven't been great this year, but they've had a lot of guys in and out of that lineup. Uh, 49ers, you know, coming off the Monday nighter, uh, short week. 
Uh, I think this will be one of those games where the 49ers will win the game, uh, you know, by a touchdown. But you're going to give me nine. I'm taking the nine. So I'll take the Saints as the best bet. I was going to put this in as a teaser at eight and a half. But, you know, coming out of that game, I knew it was probably going to go up. So there's really no point to telling people to tease it when it's going to be a nine or better the rest of the week. New Orleans defense decimated by injuries last week. I think I thought Stafford played well before his injury. Dalton was a difference in that game. Huge bounce back in a, what what supposedly is a tough matchup against the Rams defense. But they haven't looked very good the last few weeks. So maybe it's not. Uh, this is a tough matchup. San Francisco can shut down the run and get pressure. Um, will they score enough to cover is the question. I think playing under the New Orleans team total makes sense. It's likely going to be around 16 and a half, um, probably plus odds at that number, but we'll see if it skews throughout the week. Um, but that's probably the way I would lean is to play the Saints team total under because I just don't see them scoring against the Stephens. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that one. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't, I mean, you had a better, or you, had, you had the exact argument I was going to give for it. I think the one thing you have to worry about a little bit is the market, you know, not the market correction, but just like, man, I mean, the 49, look, the 49ers look great and, of course they can win the Super Bowl. You know, we've seen them go to the Super Bowl. We've seen them have a lead in the Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Um, they were until Christy Tart dropped pick away from uh, you know, making it back to the Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo last year. But the hype is a little steep coming out of that Monday night football game, right, Pete? I agree. I mean, I look, I love I, I think they're tough, physical, nasty, got a lot of uh, everything you need. You can rush the passer, you can run the ball, you can throw it, and you got weapons. Uh, so I get it. You got a great coach. Uh, but I just think this number is a little too high for me. That's why I'm taking the Saints. Yeah, um, I, I, I'm with RJ. If you can find it eight and a half, tease it down under three. Like that a lot. Uh, I think the New Orleans team total is probably a good look as well. I'll tell you, he's a sneaky Super Bowl bet. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're going to win the division, and you get Tom Brady's going to win three games. Okay, uh, Bucks minus three at the Browns. The final game before Deshaun Watson returns. Slimes actually creeped up to three and a half. Unfortunately, we have it at, at minus three. And uh, I think that we are may have a consensus uh, situation going on here. Total 43 and a half. Pete, your thoughts? Yeah, the Browns defense is bad. I mean, it, it's, it's really bad. I think Brady coming off the bye, I think he found something the last time out against Seattle. They were much better on offense. I think they're going to be better. And I think defensively, they're going to be good against the run here. Um, you know, Cleveland, that's their whole offense. They run the ball. They, they have success. They don't. You don't have success. And I think this is going to be one of those games where Brady comes off the bye and starts showing people, hey, I'm back, just like you said. So I'm going to take the Bucks minus the points as the best bet. Healthier than they've been all year, and the running game might start getting going with Rashad White getting more looks. Tampa Bay's defense, excellent in two games before the bye. Offense was already first in interception rate and sack rate. They're going to get better from here on out. A mediocre Cleveland defense in for another long week. Cleveland's offense, one game away from getting Deshaun Watson back. How focused are they going to be in this game? I'm not sure. <clears throat> Brissett's coming off a good game, but he couldn't keep up with Buffalo. I think it's the same here because this offense is as good as Buffalo when it's playing at its best. So I have Tampa's minus three as the best bet, too. I got Tampa as my series of best bet as well. I think I will probably be betting on the under two. Um, it's down to 43. It's a really low total. But if you look at it, or maybe it maybe the move is Cleveland team total under. If you look at the weather here, Sunday in Cleveland, looks like it's going to be 19 mile an hour winds, basically the duration of the entire afternoon, 49 degrees high, raining like crazy. This is one of those where, We've seen in Cleveland, like every, I mean, like it literally happens every year in November over a couple of weeks. There's a ton of wind that comes in 
And if you look at the Bucs, the last two weeks, they've allowed 68 uh, rushing yards to the Rams and 39 rushing yards to the Seahawks. They got even healthier against their, uh, after their bye. Yes, Cleveland can, you know, with Nick Chubb is as good as it gets in terms of running backs in the NFL. But if Tampa Bay loads up to stop the run and they get any kind of a lead here and force Jacoby Brissett to throw in really nasty conditions, this could, this one could get ugly. I like Tampa minus three as a, bet, as a best bet. And I think the unders, I mean, I don't know how low this total can go. Based on weather, I mean thirty. I mean thirty nine. I mean, like it would have to get really bad. I think wind wise for it to come down that far. But man, it it this has all the makings of a lot of Tampa Bay rushes and Cleveland completely unable to stop them. The Packers at the Eagles. Philly minus seven total forty six and a half. By the way, I uh, should point out we look at all these low totals. Last week, first week of the year that overs went above 500 uh, on uh, for for a full week, eight and six favorites covered. Uh, except the one six. I ha- except the one I had, the Ravens. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you have the you have the Ravens over? It had, uh, yeah, yeah, and I really didn't. I don't know why I put that in. I didn't. I even said on the podcast I didn't. I like the under. I leaned to the under. I don't know why I put that in. Um, uh, that yeah, was one yeah. of those. Like, By the way, the Ravens, Ravens played with their food against Carolina. That was it was weak. Yeah, bad. Um, I can't quit the Packers. I'm an idiot. <laughs> I'm an idiot. I can't quit them, but they stink. I get it. But seven points, I'll I'll take my shot on the road. Uh, I just don't think the Eagles are. The last couple of weeks have been that good. The Colts should have beat them. I mean, they had them. They had not just the late time. They were up what? Hey, hey, hey. Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni bailed bailed out the entirety of the NFL media from having to like listen to Jim Irsay talk about the fact that Jeff Saturday's two and zero after after firing Frank Reich. But he does have them playing better, and uh, and and look, the Eagles to me, they're, they're I, I like the additions of the guys in the run game. I um, mean, I think they're going to help them up front. Those two guys, Sue and, and Joseph. But I, I still think seven points. I'm going to take the touchdown in the Packers' as best bet. I can't quit them. I can because I'm taking the Eagles as the best bet, <laughs> minus seven. The Eagles getting beat up for their run defense. They're 3.1 yards per, per rush against Washington, so it was fine. It was just they they had a ton of runs, and that's why the final number looked big. 3.8 against Indy is an awful. Um, Green Bay's offense couldn't run versus Tennessee. They need to run. Um, only 4.6 yards per play overall in that game. I think Philly has the edge in the defensive matchup for them versus the the offense here. Philly's offense struggled in two tough matchups uh, the last two weeks. That Indy, Indy defense is really good. Now they're facing a Green Bay defense that just got lit up by Ryan Tannehill in the passing game. A hurt Ryan Tannehill. So um, power ratings for me has this at Philly plus six and a half uh, is the Philly power rating six and a half points above average at home. They should be laying over a touchdown against an average team. And I'm not sure the Packers are an average team. So this line should definitely be higher for me. I, I have it a nine and a half. That's why I have Philly as minus seven at best bet. Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's tough, man, because you, it's hard to look at the green Bay Packers and you know, they have Aaron Rodgers. you know, I mean, I mean, this is, there's this, you know, the last game was their season, right? And now this is actually their, like, this is, this is a, isn't this a must win for Aaron Rodgers? Oh, they're done. They're done anyway. Right. I mean, I mean, the wild card is open in the NFC. I mean, it's, yeah. you think the Giants are going to come a back run. a little bit. And yeah, if they make a run, they got to make a run. They got to I mean, like, like, they really should have, they really should have kept it a lot. Like, I know they lost, they lost by 10 to Tennessee, so it wasn't close. But like, I mean, Aaron Rodgers missed so many throws in that game. And it was terrible. He was terrible. And I just don't know. How is he get like, how is he going to come into Philly and just be better automatically? Like that? I don't know, man. Um, I, I don't have a play. I don't have a best bet this game. I would, I would lean towards Philly laying the seven though, just because I think, I mean, 
Green Bay's not very good. Rams at Chiefs. Chiefs minus 14 and a half. I don't see, Pete, uh, the total here, 44. I don't see how it's possible for the Rams to even consider playing Matthew Stafford in this game. He uh, left with a concussion or left in concussion protocol last week after being a concussion protocol the week before. Uh, There are abundant rumors about various arm ailments um, and general like issues he's dealing with. It's over. Okay. This is the worst season ever for a defending Super Bowl champion. Shut everyone down and play for 2023. Like I don't, I mean, there's there's nothing wrong with that. You're giving away a high draft pick, but you were giving away you, you were giving it away anyway, and you won a Super Bowl. So like, if the Saints give away a high draft pick to Philly, like that's a that's a bad look because you didn't need to. The Rams giving away a high draft pick to Detroit, you won a Super Bowl. It, it's fine. It's whatever. Shut everybody down, and just like let the Chiefs obliterate you here, right? Well, I don't think you'll see Cooper Cup again for sure, and How I would she- shut I would yeah. shut Stafford down for. As long as he he's he's got any symptoms whatsoever, shut him down. So I don't think he plays this week. And if he doesn't play this week, they're a bad offense with most of the time. He played better last week, but they're a bad offense with him. Uh, their offensive line, they've had nine different starting lineups on the offensive line. That's terrible. None of any of them are any good. So I think Kansas City, it's amazing this number is this high. But I could see this being 33 to 10. So I'm going to lay the points at 14 and a half. It's best bet. I saw reports that McVay, if Stafford couldn't go, was talking to veteran quarterback. So my question to you, Brinson, is it no. Philip River, no. season? Don't you dare put Philip Rivers behind this offensive <laughs> line. My two future Hall of Famers concussed. That's a result. My, my guys concussed. Well, one, one anyway. Oh, Stafford? No, Rivers. <laughs> I, I mean – the uh, yeah the the Rams have no hope offensively if Stafford is hurt. I mean they have little hope even with him. The Rams defense fell apart versus New Orleans. Couldn't stop Arizona with Colt McCoy. Um, I don't think Kansas City is going to run up the score here. Line's too big to take Kansas City for me. But no interest in backing Rams. I would lean under forty four. I just don't see the Rams scoring points at this point. Yeah, uh, we don't have a team total on the Rams yet. Um, again, record this. You know, just Thanksgiving week. That's the schedule. That's how it goes. Um, what would the team total need to be for the Rams for you to take the under, RJ? Uh, one for me to not take the under, <laughs> yeah, not, yeah, not to take the under. I guess one, let's see, it, it, it's the over under right now is 44, so you're splitting them at 22 to take them down to what 14 and a half, 15 and a half, split them at 20, right? So it's really like it's probably 10. No, it, it'll be because the over under is 44, so 22, and then you go seven and a quarter each way. So you're looking at 14 and a half, 15, somewhere around there, right. and I think they hit that under. Yeah. So yeah, so if it's in other words, yeah. if it's, if so it's thirty-three, a, like I said, thirty-three ten, you get the under, you get the cover, you get the under in the game. So in other words, be looking for a Rams team total that is thirteen or lower, or thirteen or higher. Excuse me, and take the under. Prefer you prefer fourteen, obviously, because you you, know, you can dodge a two touchdowns if John Walford does some weird stuff. But I mean, they they, they aren't going to be able to move the ball. And, and Kansas City is is more than capable of just eating up clock if if they're down if they're down double digits starting in ha- at, the, at, at half Aaron Donald shouldn't play like pull everybody well you gotta play football if you're healthy you go play stop I it what if you do yes you do Monday night football this is Monday night right Howard yeah. oh yeah sorry the Sunday night football game was that Packers that aforementioned Packers Eagles game Monday night football is the Steelers against Jeff Saturday's Colts I mean, he, I mean look man <laughs> He's got him playing well. It helps to have uh, Matt Ryan in there instead of Sam Ellinger. As Frank Wright would point out, 
I actually love Nick Sirianni getting up in the face of whoever he got in the face of. Some people were wondering if he was like yelling to Eagles fans or yelling at Colts fans. I think the latter. Colts are minus two and a half. I was to key and pick it. Total here at 39, Pete, on Monday Night Football. A real scorcher. Yeah, I'm going to take the Steelers here. I, I like what I saw from them last week. I like what I saw from Pickett at times. Uh, I, look, the Colts played better as well on defense, but I, I think the Steelers with T.J. Watt are a much better defense than they've been. I think they'll get after Matt Ryan. So I'm going to take the Steelers as one of my best bets. I think they – I don't know if they win the game, but it might be a point, two-point game. I think they hang around, and you're going to give me two and a half. I'll take it. I like your Pittsburgh pig. If we'd have had three, I'd have put Pittsburgh in plus three as a best bet. Protection issues persist for Indy now. TJ Watt to town, like you said. Pittsburgh's defense fifth in rush yards per game. So the game's likely on Matt Ryan's shoulders for however long they remain upright. Uh, tough matchup here for the mediocre Pittsburgh offense, but Pickett looks like he's progressing. I agree with that. I think um, he, he's not a finished product, and I liked what I saw from him last week. I like Pittsburgh's chances of winning outright, so definitely play it plus three. For me, it's my first half of the teaser. Tease it at plus two and a half, up to eight and a half in a low-scoring game. Uh, so Pittsburgh plus eight and a half is half of my teaser. Uh, yeah, I like that a lot. Um, I do too. That's nice. Yeah. Uh, I kind of want to jump on that teaser, but I don't know about the other part of your teaser, which I can see and which you'll reveal shortly. Um, although, anyway, um, man, like, is this so? I mean, I feel like this point, like, Jim Mercer is like, it's a Jeff Saturday's getting hired full time next year. Like, it's it's over. Like, it's it's decided. Uh, I don't know if that's decided. I mean, it's up to Ursay, right? Yeah, but I don't know if that's decided. Okay, I think I think Ursay needs if he wins one more game, I think it's it's over. It's a done deal. What 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 makes you? What, what's like the alternative there? Like, what are they going to do if they don't hire Jeff Saturday? Go hire a coach. They have a coach. Guy's been league. around the league. Look, I don't think I don't think it's that crazy hey, that hey, he's you, coaching. You know, it's you know, it's you know, it's pretty crazy. The first coach fired this this year, Matt Rule, leaves football and jumps into the jumps into media with no previous media experience. He was on CBS Sports Network on uh, Monday morning, Monday Monday QB. And he was also on Good Morning Football on uh, on Tuesday, and we'll be back on Wednesday. And then the fir- the second coach fired was replaced by a guy who left the media and came to coaching with no coaching experience. Isn't that weird. Yeah, well, you gotta you gotta keep your hand in the business somehow. So, I mean, look, I understand it. I'm just saying, probably, like, because you're saying that having like experience, totally overrated. You're probably gonna need a new GM uh, to pair with Jeff Saturday in that situation. Or do you think it's gonna Prince, be go, An- An- Anthony Costanzo or Dwight Freeney or what are we looking at? <laughs> um, I mean. It, it, look, if you're the head coach and you have good coaches, you coach the coaches and you lead the men. It's not that complicated. It really—I don't know why people went so, so nuts about it. It really isn't. I mean, Brenda Staley was coaching at John Carroll five years ago. Who who would be your number one ranked media member to move to the GM slot for the coach for the for the Colts? Me. I was asking RJ. <laughs> I know what you're. I knew who you're. <laughs> uh, I'll say. I'll, I'll see a guy you know who has experience doing. It. How about Rick Spielman? <laughs> He's on the show. Oh, that's actually a good one. Yeah, Pete. Pete. Pete could be. Uh, Pete, would you yeah, hire Rick Spielman to be your assistant GM if you got if you were the Colts GM? Yeah, sure. And by the way, now that I've spent time with Rick Spielman, I learned that it really is just football. <laughs> I mean, it's not that complicated. <laughs> yeah, I, know, right? yeah. I love Rick Spielman, but it's not that complicated. It's just football. Yeah, just pick the players, man. Um, Bears at Jets. It's a huge game. Jets minus four and a half over under 41 and a half. Um, it remains to be seen who the quarterbacks will be here. It could be Trevor Simeon versus Joe Flacco. 
Trevor Simeon versus Mike White. It could be Justin Fields versus Zach Wilson. We don't know, Pete. Uh, total here, 40. Uh, I'm, I'm curious, one, what you think about the game, and then two, what you think about the Zach Wilson situation because I, I think it's like the Robert Salas opening things up is entirely based on Zach Wilson's just disastrous answer at his press conference on Sunday. I disagree on the answer. I don't think that's the reason. I think the reason is he stunk. I mean, he was terrible. I mean, that, that helps too, right? If that's, he played well, and he played well, they lost. He, he threw for 150 yards and they lost, and he said the same thing. He might not bench him, but he was terrible. It was so bad. But, you know, at least, you know, Zach Wilson should say, hey, Robert Sala, maybe you might want to punt the ball out of bounds at the end of the game, Robert. You want to point fingers at anybody? I mean, that that's the reality. It was a terrible decision. Uh, he, and Robert Sala, by, by the way, blamed the punter. Uh, ultimately, you're the one responsible. Punt the damn ball out of bounds. If, if, uh, if, he, if, he, if, he, if he punts it to somebody, it means it, so he got coached. He got coached incorrectly. Basically, you know, like. correct, correct. Punt the ball out of bounds. And I know the special teams coach there. I've known him for a long time. I can't imagine that's what he told him to do. So maybe he did go rogue, but that was a bad decision. Anyway, he shaked out. But here, here's the thing: whoever starts a quarterback in this game, the better defense and a dominant defense is the Jets. That defense, and I watched them on tape a lot this week, wow. They have the makings of being the 49ers defense of yesteryear. Mm. Quinnen Williams playing out of his mind. Yep. The young pass rushers are really, you know, Clemens and, and, and Johnson and Huff. They're starting to get after the quarterback. The secondary is good. They're athletic. The linebackers can all run. Uh, I love that defense, so I'm going to take the Jets in this spot. Huge initial line move. It was three and a half, went up to six. The market thought Fields wouldn't play. He got ruled day to day and it came back down to four and a half. Money came in on the Bears. If he doesn't play, I think Chicago is even worse than Houston. He's the only thing keeping that offense afloat. Uh, that line, the line should be near 10 when you consider how good the Jets defense is, as Pete laid out there. I know the Jets offense is in disarray after that New England dud, but anybody can score on the Chicago defense. I don't care who's at quarterback. Um, get right spots. Don't get any better than this against this, this defense. The last time the Jets faced a defense not in the top 10 of yards per play, they scored 27 against Green Bay. I think there's there's some potential still in there for this offense and I know the defense is going to shut down the Bears if Justin Fields doesn't play I think this line should be four and a half if he does play if he doesn't play like I said I think it should be 10 so I think you're getting just great value laying it at the four and a half without knowing what's going to happen and then hope he doesn't play and I don't think he does yeah I've got uh the Jets is a best bet as well for that exact same reason I don't I, I mean Ryan Wilson made fun of me on the podcast on Sunday like if you're the Bears you, you found absolute gold in Justin Fields over the last three or four weeks with the offense that you started to fashion, fashion around him that Luke gets, he started to build. Justin Fields has looked awesome. He's certainly developed as a passer, obviously clearly a fantastic running quarterback. Does he have some way like he's not, he's not there yet. He's still, you know, a young guy who's developing, but he do, he's doing it with a bad offensive line and minimal weapons, right? Darnell Mooney, uh, basically he's the only guy. Cole Komet kind of coming on strong too, though. Like there is no reason to play him in this game. Everybody's Bye. safe. Because it's your first, you know, first year coach, first year GM. You, you, it's flashed enough after you traded all these guys midseason. Your defense is terrible. Do not play Justin Fields in this game, and for that reason, I, I agree. Like, take if you can get the Jets minus four and a half right now, take it because if Fields doesn't play, as RJ points out, this is a bloodbath with that elite defense. I like how did Jets. he get? How did he get hurt last week? By the way, actually, didn't. Is he running? Or is he in a set pocket? Well, I mean, you, you got to avoid contact when you're running. That's for sure. Right. Eventually, look, it's all wonderful now, and it's great that he can do that and everything. But he and he is getting better as a passer. But eventually, he's got to stand in there. 
You have to run through the pocket. But he has to run out of necessity now because they're so bad uh, in other spots. So I get it. But we got to calm down on the running part of it because eventually he's going to have to throw from the pocket. I I, I guess guess the hype is more about like – them doing the obvious thing and fashioning some plays around his athleticism versus Matt Nagy, who fashioned zero plays around his athleticism. Correct. Correct. E- e- Eagles didn't throw last year either, and and they're throwing now. You know, they got the personnel right. in, and, and, right. and Jalen Hurts takes right. a step I'm forward, not saying so. he can't do. I'm not saying right. he can't do it. I'm saying he's eventually going to have to throw it more. For, for sure. And, and look, like it's it's still the roster's still a long way off. This is a bad football team. Hey, he was my number two quarterback coming out when he came out. And behind behind Trey Lance. No, behind Trevor Lawrence, and he's still behind. In my mind, he's still behind Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, people need to calm down on Trevor Lawrence. He's fine. Broncos, Denver Broncos are favored on the road because they're going to Carolina to play the Panthers. Broncos minus two and a half. Total here of 36. Um, Look, I can't imagine there's going to be a whole lot of people in the stands here, so I don't think there's any home field advantage for for Carolina. Uh, And plus the Panthers stink. But man, two and a half on the up. I mean, the Broncos laying points on the road, Pete. Yeah, I, I can't. I don't understand this line. I mean, they they are awful. Um, both teams stink, and both offenses stink. You probably look at the under thirty six. My gosh, I mean, they expect it to be a low scoring game, but I, I don't understand the Broncos being favored here going on the road. I know their defense is probably the stronger point here, but it's weird. It's just a weird line for me. Um, but uh, it's a tough game to pick. I, I'd probably lean more to the under, but. Uh, I'll take the the better defense, I think. Yeah, I was putting, I put this into my spreadsheet on Sunday night and I was looking at it all on Monday. I was in doing all my research and I just didn't process that this game was in Carolina. I saw two and a half Broncos and I was like, (laughs) okay, Denver's favored by two and a half at home against another bad team. And I then right before we started the podcast, I'm like, oh my God, wait, Denver's on the road. How are they laying points on the road? This offense is horrendous. Uh, solid 5.2 yards per play last week, but Vegas disappeared in the second half. I, I can't trust Denver's offense. Denver's defense had a dud versus Vegas. They still had nine eight out of 10 games where the total in those games finished at 38 or less. So I can understand this number being as low as it is in terms of the total. Panthers defense coming off a second straight good game should shine in this matchup. Carolina offense can run the ball to stay in the game since Denver doesn't score and uh, the game won't get out of hand with whoever's playing quarterback for Carolina. It could be Baker Mayfield, could be Sam Darnold, maybe PJ Walker's healthy enough. I think now. there's a pretty good chance we see Sam Darnold this weekend, just by hunch. So we'll see. I think it's another great time, though, to tease against Denver with such a low total. So second half of the teaser, Carolina plus eight and a half, not going to be that many points scored in this game. So I can't see it getting outside of eight and a half. I mean, the under 36 is, you know, I'm going to take the under 36 as the best bet. Like, I've, I've seen this sleepwalk before. Sunday after Thanksgiving, Broncos who just don't have any interest in scoring. I mean, obviously, improved a little bit when they swap play callers. But, I mean, Nathaniel, I mean, this is, what, what do you call it, Pete, when, Pete, when everybody's packing their bags, knowing that it's like vacant, like, like, if you're oh, the Broncos. Yeah, yeah, they're heading for, they're heading for Cancun. Yeah, like, they, like, the Broncos players are thinking about Cancun at this point. Like, the season the is West shot. Coast. Or not Cancun, they're going to Cabo. The West Coast teams yeah, go to Cabo. Yeah, that's right, yeah. The middle of the country teams go to Cancun, and the teams on the east, they start heading down to Aruba, Jamaica, Bermuda, wherever. So, I mean, yeah, they're packed. They're done. Yeah, you're, you're, you're thinking about like getting off and playing golf and, and, and sitting on the beach if you're in Denver right now. Because By the way, one, one other thing about that Broncos team. It's time to start pointing the finger at the damn quarterback. I, more. I, I, more? Okay. More. Yeah, he's, he's bad. He's been he's bad. He's bad. He's bad, man. He's had like he's had like two good halves the entire season. 
really tough. Remember when uh, back at like week three, when I would say Geno Smith is better than Russell Wilson and Brinson would play the sounder like, oh, look at that dunk on Russell Wilson. It's like was- at this point, at this point, it'd just be picking on Russell Wilson. It's like, we know, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, why are you like, stop it's saying it's amazing. <laughs> OK, the team isn't good. The offensive line isn't good and everything. But he has really regressed in all areas. He doesn't he holds the ball. He doesn't know when to get out. Get out, or if you if he gets out, he shouldn't be getting out. It's just, it's incredible. It's it is it is one of the wildest. Like the Geno Smith Russell Wilson crossing in in Seattle and Denver is like one of the wildest. It's, it goes it's, back to the it goes back to the old theory though. Was he ever really great? Oh boy. I mean, he four times. He's, people people are walking him out of the Hall of Fame. He was like locked to go to the Hall yeah, of Fame. Yeah, I don't think he, he never got an MVP vote. I don't think he was ever in the Hall of Fame. But if you got, think about this four straight years, they had the top scoring defense in the league his first four years. You know, the last time that happened, that was the 50s dynasty of the Browns. It doesn't happen. And they could run it. And he can yeah. make plays with his legs and get outside and become fun to watch because he had those accidents where he'd scramble outside and throw there, it down the field. There's got to be a meme, like some kind of meme we can put together about Pete. Like, just like, it's like, it's like you know, with the car swerving off the highway, the meme. It's like, Pete. Yeah, I, like, like I mean, I thought he, I, I, thought he always, Wilson. <laughs> I thought he used to make good. I mean, you know, the defense carried him early, but that's, that you could say the same about Tom Brady, too. I think he was a good decision maker at one point and he had the talent to, to make those deep throws and, and all those things, but he just doesn't have. Have that now his deep passes are horrendous every time you watch him you're like okay is it going to get picked off because i know it's not going to be anywhere near the receiver yeah he was he was a game manager for five years then he started to become good for like three is that three or four he got really good for a while there and then it kind of he wasn't good for the last couple of years it kind of went off the rails and he was terrible this year how old is he i he, he's well you remember he he, he was he came to the league at 24 He's right, 35, so he's, man. Yeah. So, I mean, he's no, he no, excuse me, like, he's 33. He'll turn uh, 34 on November 29th. He looks old as hell. He is old as hell. He 33 do- is an old. I don't know what happened to him. I don't either. It's crazy. I, I, I think I think he had five years where he was a really, really good player. Well, there was one year that was phenomenal in there where he was out. What was it? Like, what, what's the, read, read his touchdown passes to me. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to start with 2015. Okay. Yeah. 34, 21, 34, when he led the league, 35 and 31. Yeah. So there's four really special years. Oh, no, he had 40. He hit 40 in 2020. Yeah. There's, then there's five special years in there. So yeah. So he, he, was, I think he, he, gave six, and he had 13 picks in 2020. But I mean, like, I think you give him, I think you give him six really good years. 2021, of course, the final year of Seattle, they went six and eight. But like I mean, the, you know, their worst season in those six years, like sort of po- postish uh, Legion of Boom. You know, they they made the playoffs all but one year. Their worst season was nine and seven. Like they were, he was he was really good. Yeah, I, but well, the Legion I, of Boom came apart piece by piece. It wasn't like it was done. Yeah. Well, I, I'm just saying, like like he carried the Seahawks for for a good stretch. Yeah, for a couple of years there, he was carrying the Seahawks, but, but then it just went. What was his? What was the last couple of years? That, okay, yeah. the, no, I mean like the 2021 season. Like Pete Carroll saw something that no one else did and dumped this guy on the Broncos for a bunch of picks that are looking like great draft picks. Like it's it's looking like a heist. All right, one more game, then we'll take a break, and then Pete can skip. You good on time, Pete? Yeah, I got it. I can do this one. All right, Chargers at the Cardinals. Chargers minus four. 
Um, on Caesars is already up to four and a half. We're playing it at four. Arizona got absolutely malawapped on Monday night. Can't imagine Kyler Murray's playing in this game. Um, Wilson and I got into a big argument, Pete, about whether or not Cliff Kingsbury could get fired. I mean, of course, he can get fired. I don't think he will because of the contracts they give out to him, Kime, and uh, and Kyler this offseason. Man, this Cardinals team, not looking very sharp. It's a lot of money to eat for an organization that doesn't have a ton. You know, they're not one of the mm-hmm. wealthiest organizations in the league. But uh, the way they're going, I wouldn't surprise me if they all got blown out. That wouldn't. I mean, you know, that guy can be irrational at times, Bidwell. So I, I think there's a possibility, and he'd eat the money. But because um, you know, if you don't, if people aren't going to the games, you're not selling tickets, then that's going to be a, a, a big chunk of your money as well. So Kyler, uh, you think, can't, Kyler, you can't get rid no, of. No, Kyler, Kyler's, Kyler's not going anywhere. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to take the Chargers here. It was like it was like a eureka moment the other day. The Chargers actually realized there wasn't a force field at 10 yards down the field. It was amazing. <laughs> They threw, they threw passes down the field. So uh, I was impressed by how they played on offense, and I think we're going to see that carryover. Arizona's packed them up. They're done. I'll take the Chargers minus the points. Yeah, I called the Cardinals decent after they got their butts kicked by the 49ers and Twitter wanted to come after me. I'm like, well, look, they're not the Texans. Like That's my point is that they're, they've been a decent team. They won by 10 in L.A. with Colt McCoy at quarterback the week before. Offense had played better since Hopkins came back. I like catching a bunch of points with the Chargers as favorites of more, you know, when I can play them catching a bunch of points. But now they're favored by four, four and a half now. I mean, that's the spot where you fade the Chargers with this team. We know we've seen it over and over and over again. Chargers have two wins of more than three. They won by 10 in Houston. Um, which everybody can do. And then they won by five at home against the Raiders, which did in week one, which does not look impressive at this point. The Chargers defense continues to look brutal. I think even McCoy can score points on them, even though he didn't have a good game against that very good pass rush against San Francisco. Arizona's offense probably has Brown back. There was speculation that he'd be back for this last game. Didn't come back. So you get Brown there with Hopkins. Um, you know, we'll see what the Rondale Moore injury, what comes of that. But, but um, I think that with those weapons, I expect the Chargers always to play to a field goal game either way, unless they're facing a basement level team. So I got Cardinals plus four as a best bet. Wait to see it go up. If you're, if you're listening to this, hopefully on Friday, maybe it's up in that five, five and a half range. You get even better value. Yeah. I mean, the Chargers do like to keep it and keep it in play close games. Um, the other thing you got here, I mean, play, you mentioned Cliff Kingsbury, like Brandon Staley. I mean, this is, this might be a, like these two coaches, this might be a save your job game for both these guys. Uh, the way that things are going for those two teams. Um, so we'll see. I would I would lean towards the uh I guess the Cardinals on like a dead not a just like a you know bounce back with what you saw on Monday night and and why you know everyone's gonna be bouncing jumping in on the Chargers because of how bad the Cardinals look. Um I, I thought Cole McCoy played better than he was given credit for on Monday night, you know, just under siege by that 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 pass rush of the 49ers. All right, we're gonna take a break. When we come back, Pete will have magically disappeared and RJ and I and RJ and I don't don't leave until I say next. And RJ and I will will rip through a couple games coming up next. Poof. <laughs> See you, Pete. See you, fellas. All right. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Falcons at the Commanders, RJ. Pete left. Pete Pete didn't actually have to work. He was just worried he was going to take the Commanders again. Commanders minus four. Hosting the Falcons over to 42 and a half. Commanders are actually playing like kind of decent the last few weeks, aren't they? Yeah, and, and I faded them last week thinking they shouldn't be three and a half point favorites on the road. I forgot about never take Houston. That was a rule I made early in the season, and I broke it that one week. Not going to happen again. Never taking Houston again. Um, surprised Atlanta's offense didn't do more against Chicago in that game last week, just two and nine on third down. I think that's a red flag for them offensively. And that's where you even get into the Kyle Pitts injury. They're not going to have him in this game. Um, and he ha- his numbers haven't been to his draft status. I know people think that he's a disappointment, but I mean, now you just defend Drake London and that offense doesn't go anywhere. So <laughs> the passing offense. Yeah. So I don't know what they do against Washington defense that dominated an awful Houston offense, but they've been playing great for weeks. So it's not just a, a factor of who they were playing there. I think Mariota could be under siege all day. If Atlanta falls behind, they have to play from ahead in this game. Um, Atlanta's defense doesn't get pressure. I think Heineke should be able to pick apart Atlanta's defense. So I play was on Washington at minus three, even with the bad home field advantage. Um, they're definitely better than Atlanta because it was three and a half. I was hoping to get three. Now it's up to four, four and a half as we're looking at it on the screen. Now my lean was to Washington at four. I still think I wouldn't play Atlanta in any, in any sense. So it's probably going to end up being a stay away for me. Yeah, I, I would probably four and a half is a bit much. Excuse me. Um, I kind of like kind of like the under here. I mean, you look at these box scores for for Washington. I mean, they are just not afraid to keep it in a low scoring game. Even you know, you know, when you have decent offenses. Yeah, I'll go and take. The, I'll take the under as a best bet. Actually, a forty two. Um, the Falcons love to run. Washington would. Ron Rivera would love nothing more than to than to squeak out a a twenty to seventeen game on Thanksgiving weekend. Um, and that four and a half is it's just asking a lot, especially with the Falcons who have been. I think they're uh, seven and four against the spread, or six and four against the spread, seven seven and three against the spread, something like that. Um, they've been very good against it, or started out hot against the spread. Have not been great uh, the last few games, but certainly they could cover that. You know, you know, lose by a field goal here, and it wouldn't be that surprising. Raiders at the Seahawks. Seahawks minus three and a half over under 47 and a half. That's one of the rare robust totals we have on this slate, RJ. And you uh, can expect it because the Raiders fixed themselves. You know, you saw that game. They obviously went up and down the field against Denver, scored a ton of points. And uh, the market's now moved to the Raiders. This was four. And, and, I, and now we've seen Raiders money moved to three and a half. I don't get it. I think it's a great time to fade the Raiders after stealing a win yeah. in Denver with the late field goal, overtime touchdown. They easily could have lost that game. Seattle's offense, fifth in pass yards for play, seventh in rush yards for play. I'm not sure how Vegas, they can't, they don't sack the quarterback, how they slow them down either way. Seattle's defense didn't play well versus Tampa Bay, but they did limit points. I think they're capable of holding Vegas under 20 here. Power ratings say the line's fair, but I think the spot's much better for Seattle. I would lean towards Seattle here. Yeah, I would lean Seattle as well. Um, the Raiders' three wins are against the Broncos and the Texans. Like, that's the only; those are the only teams they've beaten in the NFL this year. Yes, they lost to the they lost to the Cardinals in overtime. That was other, and they have they've had close games, of course, a lot of one score games. But I mean, we saw that offense get completely dominated 
by the Saints in recent weeks. They lost to the Jaguars on the road. They lost to Jeff Saturday in his first game. Like they, they will lose to anybody. And the Seahawks are actually a decent team coming off the bye. Uh, you know, on the two back-to-back games on the road, coming off an emotional overtime win. I like the Seahawks here as well. I don't know about. I, mean, I guess the total. I, I guess this would be a popular DFS game, but I mean, my gosh, these these. These games are not uh, these games are not great on Thanksgiving Sunday. Bengals mi- minus one and a half at the Titans over under 42 and a half. I think I'm going to throw in a principal best bet here, RJ. Titans plus one and a half. Um, yes, the Bengals are playing well. Yes, Joe Burrow is looks fantastic. But the Titans, man, line of scrimmage is a bad matchup for for Cincinnati and their offensive line, even though even if you think they're playing better, Tennessee's up front. Mike, by the way, uh, Mike Sando, I don't know if you read it on The Athletic or not, uh, but Mike Sando had a, a column this week talking about why, like, like how Tennessee gets their edge. And it's kind of fascinating. Like, they basically, like, induce they've, – they've added more points, uh, like, in terms of EPA than any team since in the NFL by, like, a huge margin in terms of generating false starts and, like, and various penalties against – um, their opponents. It's it's really interesting how like Vrabel focuses on that, and like other coaches and, and GMs notice it and talk to Sando about it. So I recommend checking that out. Um, I, very very Belichickian. Exactly, they call him New England 2.0. Like like it's almost like, and they're like Vrabel's on the competition committee. Apparently, recently he sent a reply all to like every GM and coach in the league. Where he's like scathing. Or he's like ripping the officials for something. Like this guy's like talking about 40 chess. My man, 40 chess, and also you technically would have a. <clears throat> Slight revenge angle for the playoffs yeah. last year, if you will. A re- reply all email, skating, blasting the officials. This is a man after my own heart. This is I know, I know, I know. it's like a sort of a principal play on the Titans here. Yeah, I like the Titans two plus one and a half. I think you you didn't want to tease the Panthers. I think this would be your other teaser option here and to tease it up to seven and a half. <clears throat> Tennessee offense lean on the pass game to tear through Green Bay's defense. Traylon Burks finally emerging, but waiting. He's been hurt. Been waiting for this all year. We'll see if it sticks now. Since his defense got worked in the first half against Pittsburgh, showed up in the second half. But can they pressure here? Um, I'm not sure. Their sack rate's 29, same as the Tennessee's offense. So if, if Tennessee's offense was facing a team with a good pressure rate, good sack rate, I would say, oh, it's bad news for Tannehill. But this isn't that team. So I don't know that they'll take advantage of that matchup. Since his offense, unlikely to run the ball well. Um, Joe Mixon hurts. So we see if he even plays. If they get Jamar Chase back for this game, that'd be huge. I think that would affect the line. So if you like Titans, wait to see if trends toward playing because I think that pushes it up but second straight on the road for Cincy Tennessee on extra rest I think they win at home so I'm leaning to Tennessee plus one and a half I want to see where the line goes yeah uh, yeah I mean, I mean yeah if, if it if it creeps up you get more I mean you, I, I don't think it'll get to three though well I don't know it's Jamar Chase I mean Jamar Chase affects the line he's considered one of the best receivers actually, in the league good point. yeah Jamar Chase okay that's a good point um so I'll still take Tennessee plus one and a half as the best bet out of principle because I don't think Rabel should be a dog at home. But RJ's point is correct. If you want to bet it, wait and see what Jamar Chase does because this, you know, worst case is you're taking Tennessee as a pick em versus one and a half. And best case is if you want to take Tennessee, Jamar Chase comes back and you could get, I mean, you could go to three with Jamar Chase. That's not, that's not that crazy. All right. Finally, Texans at the Dolphins. The Dolphins, uh, we have it at minus 12. It has gotten up to 13, over under 45 and a half. Dolphins are coming off the bye, right? Yes. Um, coming, out, coming off the bye, yeah. Yeah, coming off the bye and playing a team that I believe is switching quarterbacks. Like the, the Texans are so desperate. They're switching quarterbacks. It's sort of like, uh, I can't remember who it was, but the guy who like couldn't make any free throws, so he started shooting left-handed. Like Just like, all right, screw it. Like That's the only other – Like the Texans are, are a really, really bad team, and uh, Miami potentially could just obliterate them here. 
Yeah, as of now, we don't know if they're switching quarterbacks. They're considering going to Kyle Allen. And if it's Kyle Allen, we can love the Dolphins even more. I have Dolphins as the best bet at minus 12. Um, I, my power ratings line has it at 16 and a half because I still don't think the Dolphins are getting enough credit for how good they are. Houston should have won that game against Washington if they were any semblance of good. It was a bad spot for Washington coming off that upset win over the Eagles. And the fact that they couldn't even compete in that game, do anything offensively, they're just done. They're they're going for the number one pick now. There's no, no fight in this team. I think Miami's defense easily handles that offense at home in Miami where they have a good advantage. They can create turnovers no matter who's at quarterback. Miami's Offense obviously can throw all over Houston's defense. The improved run game has an edge too. So Dolphins minus 12 is the best bet for me. Like I said, I have it at 16 and a half, but at 13, I'm, I, I don't know if I love it as much because next up for the Dolphins is San Francisco. And that's going to be a huge game for McDaniel playing the 49ers. Oh, that is so a prime that, look ahead spot. You get a very big look ahead spot here, but in order for it to matter, Houston's got to, got to take advantage of it. And they showed last week, they're not going to take advantage of bad spots. So probably at 13, is just a lead for me, but like the Dolphins under net, under that number. Um, any reason to look at like the Houston team total here? Like take, I mean, I just stay away. This is kind of a dangerous game. Man, I didn't, I didn't realize that they're at San Francisco next week. Wow, that's a big, big game for Mike McDaniel. Big game for Kyle Shanahan, too. All right. Uh, any look ahead for you for week 13? Uh, we're recording this Tuesday around midday, so we don't have the look ahead lines out yet. So couldn't, yeah, couldn't yeah. really give a pick. But but I'm on the, um, the early edge every Sunday morning at 10 a.m., and I give out a few picks for the day there, and then we end the show, and I give away a, a look ahead pick there. So if you want to check in on the look ahead pick, just make sure to tune on the early edge. 10 o'clock a.m. on the sports. What is your What is your early edge nickname? There's no way you don't have one. Uh, coach calls me Stoic One because I, I never show any emotion on the show. <laughs> oh man, I uh, love well, well, Coach. I could. I think I could take Coach in a wrestling match. Oh yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Kidding. All right. Here's a recap. Best bets. Pete has the Jaguars plus four, the Saints plus eight and a half, the Bucks minus three, the Packers plus seven, Chiefs minus 14 and a half, the Steelers minus two, and, excuse uh, Steelers plus two and a half. The, and RJ has the Bucks minus three, the Eagles minus seven, a teaser with the Panthers plus eight and a half, and the Steelers plus eight and a half, the Jets minus four and a half. And Arizona plus four, and in Miami, my, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Miami minus twelve. Actually, it wasn't on, it wasn't on the rundown we initially got, so I just want to make sure you had it. Okay, yeah, I did not have that. So you have Dolphins minus twelve. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's right. Sorry, you just said that. Uh, Dolphins minus twelve, and I have. I know I kind of want to take the Dolphins too. I have the Ravens minus four, the Bucks minus three, the under in the Chiefs Rams game at forty four. The Jets minus four and a half. Man, I'm taking some stinky chalk here. Under 36 in the Panthers and Broncos game, principal play. Under 42 and a half in the Falcons Commanders game. And the Titans plus one and a half. Do I have too many bets to take to add on the Dolphins minus 12? I kind of want to do that. Do whatever you want. I'll take the Dolphins minus 12 too. So don't bet the Dolphins. Anybody listen to this now? Sprinson has now squashed my pick. Well, it's going to be 15 by the time it closes if they <laughs> Davis Mills for Kyle Allen. The Texans are terrible. All right, that'll do it for us. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. For the uh, faceless, headless Pete Briscoe, for RJ, I'm Brinson. Talk to you guys later.